0: Welcome to the Backyard Philosophy Podcast. A podcast where a couple of fools grab some cold ones and talk by the fire. So crack a cold one, come sit by the fire, and get a few laughs. As we discuss everything from the meaning of life, space travel, and weird moments in history.
1: One of the questions... I most often get asked as a forester is what happens after a fire. I'm gonna, ex- I'm gonna tell you guys what I see, and with my knowledge, pretty much just for the coastal Pacific Northwest area, because it's very specific. But before we get too far down the rabbit hole, Mike, how are you doing? What are you drinking?
0: Doing pretty good. I'm always excited to talk about trees with you, Nick. And uh... I,
1: I know you're excited. Because you do love me talking about trees, don't you?
0: Absolutely. And I have my trusty, good old friend, Bourbon, again, with me. Some Buffalo Trace. What about you? What are you drinking?
1: I just got a regular Dead Guy Ale. And I got Tall Boys, because that's what Costco had in stock.
0: So, hell yeah. (laughs) Very nice.
1: So, the first thing we're going to talk about, the fire. So, for this fake scenario I'm drawing up in my head, it's going to be what we'd call a stand replacing fire, which basically means you're going to start over. So every, everything's burned, all the trees are dead, all, everything is dead. Um, that's not often the case with most fires. You know, with a mega fire that we're seeing more and more of, you're going to see that, but a lot of fires burn in patches where even if an area is inside a per- fire perimeter, it will still have parcels of unburnt land and not everything is burnt to the same severity. We kind of talked about this in our wildfire episode, but I want to specifically here just talk about what happens. So the first day after a fire, what comes back first? Well, the area that's burnt is going to have, still going to be ashy. You're going to see some kind of rust-colored dirt, maybe some really like ashy white spots and then a lot of black and then the first stuff to come back you're gonna see insects and birds are the first things that i see coming back i mean it could be the day you know a few hours after a burn and you get insects that kind of hover above the hot um embers yeah anything that's still on fire any hot spots stuff that's still smoldering and i don't know this is just an observation i make I feel like it's kind of like birds, you know, riding an updraft. Or it, it could just be, you know, getting getting the heat in the early mornings or something. Then, of course, where there's insects, there's birds to eat the insects. Once everything cools down, you'll start to see more lizards and some bigger insects moving around. I'll just going after those, uh, those insects as well. And, you know, occasionally you'll see... Some uh, scavengers, you know, looking for maybe a lizard or something that got burned up or some rabbits or a mountain beaver or basically any rodents, um, I'm guessing, is what they're looking for. And then probably, and this is depends on the timing, we're assuming the fire happened in late summer or spring. The timing varies. I've seen some plants come up within a week after a burn. Sometimes it takes up to a month. I think it just depends on the season.
0: If I had to make an educated guess, I imagine some of the first plants might be like lichen or mosses because they're such survival creatures, pioneer plants.
1: Yeah, ex- exactly. So yeah, a lot of times on these burns, you're going to see, I, I, I can't identify it, but it's sort of an orange lichen that comes in on the ground. It kind of seems to spring out of uh areas that had a lot of consumption by the fire, so areas that burned really hot. Um so you'll see that and then you'll see, you know, after the first rain or some good winds, most of that ash start to lift off. And yeah. And then you'll start to see a few separate species. So again, I'm the area I'm describing that I'm most familiar with is Coos Curry, Douglas County, Southwestern Oregon. And so after that first week or two, you're gonna start seeing just a few species pop up. So you might see some dandelions, some senecio sprouts. in case those yep.
0: who don't know, ash tends to be a really good fertilizer. Yeah.
1: And then uh, then you'll get some ferns that either moved in or their roots weren't burned hot enough to kill them. And that's a thing with a lot of these plants out here that are adapted to fire. A lot of times they just get burnt and shoot back up. Uh, It might take a little bit longer. So your maples, your huckleberries, they seem to come back a little bit later than anything that doesn't have a woody stem. And so for a while, it's going to look pretty barren. I mean, a while in relative terms. So probably like a year maybe before know two years go by and you can still tell it's burnt but after three or so years it's it just looks like a prairie and that's what nature's supposed to do it's going to reclaim everything and so first you have your your pioneer species stuff that can get its seed in from far away or it has seed already in the ground that survive the fire and then once you get your dandelions and your grasses kind of coming in the next thing to pop in is your invasives, it seems like. They're not too far behind. Um, so you'll have your scotch brooms or your gorse or something. Both have pretty fire-adapted ways to... Both are pretty fire-adapted, so they're not too far behind any disturbance.
0: Gotta love those invasive species.
1: Oh, you gotta love them. You know? And then blackberry as well will start to creep in. And at this point, you know, say you're three months out, you're seeing vegetation pop up here and there. It's not really, you're not looking at a whole prairie. You know, you're just looking at scattered pieces of vegetation. And, uh, you know, around this time, it seems like this is when your hardwoods start coming back. So like I said, your maples and your elderberries, um, huckleberries, sorry, not elderberries. Elderberries seem like they come in three years after the fire. But so for a while, it's just going to be sparse. It's just going to look orange and splashes of green. And then this is where we're going to diverge from traditionally because I'm just going to talk about what stuff that gets regenerated naturally. I'm not going to talk about uh, pretty much, I'd say, 80% of landowners are going to replant after a fire, where if it's a private timber company or the Forest Service or the BLM, how they do it is probably going to be very different but they're going to try and get trees back in the ground. But that's not what happens naturally.
0: So what does happen naturally?
1: So after your first year of the fire, you have your grasses, your shrubs kind of start to come back in. And so it's starting to look more like if you go to maybe like a, like, um, a place where you'd walk your dog that has that wild look, but it's still kind of developed. You know, there's no trees. It's it's just grasses and it's great forage for deer, but you don't have really any trees start to come in. You have, you do have trees there, but they're about, I don't know, the size of a flash drive or so maybe, maybe even like six inches tall because they have to come in from seed and I'm sure there's seed there, but they don't grow as fast as anything else. And so You also have to look at the fact that all these grasses and these dandelions, they're out there getting that light resource. It's out here in the coastal Pacific Northwest. Rain is not our limiting resource. It is light. And if you can't get enough light, you can't grow. And grasses and all those species that come in right after a fire are so much better at growing. So they retard the tree's growth and they... They create excellent space for deer and elk to come in and browse. And this is a very natural part of the habitat because deer and elk need something somewhere to eat. You know, burned areas, clearings, under a big dark canopy, there's not a lot of grass and uh, stuff for them to eat. So they. this is very important for them to have these areas that aren't all deep dark forests. And then you get into about year three or so. You can see trees start to come in, but it's not the forest we know of scattered trees. It's like, oh, here's a tree here, and then maybe there's a tree 15 feet, then maybe another one 20, and then five, and then there's one next to it. And they're all going to grow at their own rate. It's going to appear very uneven out here in the Pacific Northwest. People are really used to uniform tree growth because a lot of what we see has been planted either by hand with the crew or... It's been aerial seeded, but all the trees are the same age. These trees are going to be all around the same age, but a few year difference, so it's going to look pretty different as they grow. You might have one tree that's a good three, four feet tall, and another tree that's just starting out in six inches. And as that matures, you're going to have some trees that are taller than others, and you're also going to have some areas that maybe because of the amount of water or what's in the soil just stay grassland. You know, not everything needs to be a forest and nature's not going to make everything a forest. If the deer and elk do a really good job of, you know, kind of keeping things grass, they'll, they'll stay grass. So if they are out there, you know, pulling, eating a bunch of grass and stuff and pulling all the seedlings because grass is, you can chop grass and it'll live. It's not always the same for trees. So as this progresses naturally, let's kind of jump ahead. So now let's say we're five, six years And now you can see these trees from a distance. So you're going to be able to be on the opposite hill and kind of see the green, you know, Christmas tree triangles that we all recognize from a couple thousand feet away. But it's still going to be kind of patchy and not every area is going to be even. You may have a lot of trees in some areas and and some are not. When you skip ahead another, say, 10 years or so, so a 15-year-old stand, this is where you're going to have a lot more timber. Or well, not timber, but a lot more trees. And these trees are going to be, let 15 years, probably like anywhere from 12 to 16, 18 feet tall, depending on the area.
0: So not huge, but pretty good size.
1: Yeah. So you're going to start to have some canopy closure. So the trees have gotten tall enough that they're starting to touch each other and crowd out the plants below them. So it's transitioning more into a forest than an open prairie kind of thing, than a, a rangeland, a grassland. And as these trees continue to mature, they're going to start beating each other out for light. They're grown pretty haphazardly, so the trees that are have the unfortunate lot in life of Living right next to another tree that's maybe has better genetics, maybe it has more resources, light, nutrients, water, whatever allowed it to grow taller, it's now going to get above that other tree and consume it. And so, as these trees continue to grow into a forest, another five years or so, you're going to see some of those trees start to die. You're going to see more shade tolerant species. Pop up so a lot more of your ferns, some of your kind of salmonberry and stuff will will come in, which is just kind of like a prickly plant. I don't know. It's uh it grows kind of along streams, but it's it's more shade tolerant. But your ferns is what you're gonna see a lot of, and you're gonna see anything that has some sun is you're gonna be able to look at it and be like, oh, there's grass that gets sun, but you can look to the right or left of that grass and it's going to be dark under the timber and you're going to have trees start to die so you'll have some dead branches in there and stuff and all that all those grasses those dandelions that died and got shaded out by the trees those are being decomposed forming a new nutrient uh, a new litter layer more nutrients for everything that's there as well as places for decomposers to live and everything that eats them to eat them and so on and so forth until eventually you get back to pretty much like what people would call a normal forest that we have today where you'd go hiking through and stuff. It's 50, 60 years old. It's got tall trees, some dead trees fallen here and there. In the openings in the canopy where the light shines in, you might have some scattered grasses. You might have some ferns. And then, as a tree falls, it's going to open up a whole thing of light for a little mini ecosystem to come in and be created. But that's what happens after a fire. And at this point, the ecosystem is going to continue to mature into an older stand of timber with larger trees, you know, but less of them as some are weeded out due to competition and eventually something is going to come destroy that forest whether it be another fire insects humans and then start all over again but that's uh that's how it, how it's supposed to work and that's just what I've seen as well as from my background of how it's supposed to work as a forester
0: so just to recap so the fire burns what's the how many years until it's somewhat back to The way it was before, or at least a relative term way before.
1: So how many years till you have trees you can walk under?
0: Yes, that's a perfect way to put it.
1: I'd say at the earliest, 20, early 20s, probably closer to 30s, mid 30s. It it just depends on how established those trees get. If they can get a lot of seeds in the ground and get ahead of everything but i mean sometimes an area that's regenerating naturally can spend 20 years as a a grassland ecosystem with trees never getting established so it's just it's hard to put a number on it but if everything goes well and trees do a pretty good job of getting established i'd say anywhere from 20 to 30 years
0: okay not that long of a cycle if you look at the average lifespan of a tree so but still a pretty good chunk of change in a humans vision of an ecosystem
1: yeah yeah i just get a lot of questions a lot of people ask you know what what happens it's like well you know just want to reiterate this forest is supposed to burn and it regenerates that way because it's been doing it for thousands of years if you look at the evolutionary history of trees trees are some of the oldest species and they haven't really had to change all that much their speed as a species they do different things to survive like some species have bark that protects them some have cones that so when they burn they can their seed gets out there because trees have to learn how to live with fire because they can't move out of the way life
0: finds a way <laughs>